This may seem obvious, but our whole song should be about one thing. We shouldn't have a song that is meandering or feels like it's talking about two or three or four different subjects. A song is only so long, usually four minutes or less. We need to make sure that it stays on topic. So in this episode, we are going to talk about how to keep your lyrics on topic. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. Honored that you would take some time out of your busy day to talk songwriting with me. Glad songwriting is important enough to you to listen to a podcast about it, because uh, certainly there's only so much time for podcasts, and the fact that songwriting is important enough to make the cut for you and you're not listening to the latest Joe Rogan episode instead means a lot to me. I'm glad that you care that much about songwriting, as of course I do, because why would I make a podcast and be over 200 episodes in if I didn't care about songwriting? I don't know. I guess I'd be a crazy person, uh, which I might be anyway, but that's that's besides the point. Also, if you haven't already, be sure to grab my six-step lyric writing checklist, because we're talking about lyrics today. This is going to be very tip-driven, but As with anything, it's important to have a foundation before you learn the other things that go along with it. And this is foundational because these are the six steps that I think you should go through and that I go through uh, when writing lyrics that take you all the way from just an idea to lyrics that you can be proud of or lyrics that are frame-worthy, as I like to say. So be sure to grab that, songwritetheory.com slash lyric checklist. Also, if you do that, you do end up on the email list. And this week... I'm only telling you this because some of you might not be on the email list and you would want to be on the email list if you knew this. I'm only going to mention this once. So here's the one time. Uh, This week only, I I finally finished the project I've been working on, which is my comprehensive songwriting course, which is called Complete Songwriter Academy. So if you're interested in that, something that breaks down songwriting into A, the overall process, and then we also deep dive into lyric writing, deep dive into melody writing, and deep dive into chord writing, because that's effectively what songwriting is, right? Those those three things combined. And then there's also other stuff in there as well. But if that seems like something you'd be interested in, this week only, ending on Friday at midnight, uh, I think technically Friday at midnight at for some not Eastern time zone. Uh, so if you're Eastern time, you might have a little more time than that, but um, it's going to be half off. So I only mention this as a, hey, grab the guide. You can be on the email list. You'll get an email that has the link to be able to sign up for this. It's only going to be half off this one time. So if that's something you're interested in, if you've been a listener for a long time, you want something that is a comprehensive course that is literally all of the important things to know for songwriting in one place, that might be something you're interested in. Again, 50% off only this week. That is the last time I'm going to talk about that. Uh, So connected to that is, nobody's asked me this yet, but I hear sometimes people get this question. No, the content's not going anywhere. We're going to keep this free podcast. We're going to keep the the free videos. This isn't like, uh, oh, I have a course now, so I stopped making free stuff. It's not that. Uh, There will always, 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 always be free podcasts and free videos, or at least one of those at the very least. I guess theoretically someday I might be like, let's do videos only or podcast only or something. But regardless, podcast isn't going anywhere. That's the last time I'm going to bring that up. Something you can do to help me out, by the way, a lot of you sent me nice emails. I finally am like caught up on emails, I think. 
something you can do to help out is leave a kind review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Because some of you ask, and that's the answer. So <laughs> next time you think about emailing me, hey, how can I help out? The answer to that is uh, just leaving a kind review means a lot to me. And it helps tell other people, hey, this podcast is helpful. And then it will hopefully incentivize them to give it a shot as well. And then hopefully I can help them as well. That is way longer than I wanted to spend on housekeeping stuff. I guess it was only like four minutes, but that felt like forever. So I apologize. Uh, There's a lot to get out there. All right, let's dive into the core of what we are talking about today. This is based on a question that I got in an email because I got up on emails uh, from Noah asking about how to keep your lyrics on topic and not sort of have them go everywhere and have one verse be about one thing and another verse be about another thing and the chorus doesn't seem to fit. So this is a fantastic question. So we're going to answer it in podcast form. First tip, first tip. We're going to talk about tips and then we're also going to get a little more in the nitty gritty uh, at the end. So overall, I'm going to give you probably a a bunch of different ways to attack this problem because there isn't one answer to how to keep your lyrics on topic. Um, It'd be disingenuous of me to tell you there's one single answer. Uh, There's there's sort of just a bunch of different components that go into it that can help you help make it easier to keep your lyrics on topic. And the first tip is, if you can, write your chorus first. Why? Because the chorus is at the center of your song. Everything leads to the chorus, or we could say all roads lead to the chorus. If you think about your song structure, let's just take the most basic song structure of all, which probably like 90% of songs fit into something like this. Verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. You may notice that it always is song section and then chorus, song section and then chorus, right? Verse one has different lyrics than verse two. They have the same music, fundamentally, right? The same melody and the same chord progression. Uh, almost always, anyway. 99% of the time. Uh, but the lyrics change from verse 1 to verse 2. And then the bridge is a totally new song section. But all three of those are followed by the chorus. Repetition makes a point of something. Anytime you want to make a point of something, anytime you want to say this is important, you repeat it. So the chorus is naturally telling us this is important. This is the center This is what the song is about. So your chorus, like it or not, is at the center of your song. And so if you you write your chorus, then you understand the center of your song. You understand the core theme of your song or the core idea of your song. And from there, it's way easier to write two verses that support that central theme, that central idea that you already wrote in your chorus, and a bridge that also works with that. Or it's way easier to decide that you want a pre-chorus that leads directly into this chorus. Because you already have the chorus. You know what the chorus has to say. Or you know what the chorus does say. And then it's it's trivial at that point, or easy, to figure out, oh, okay, well, if the chorus says X, then the pre-chorus needs to clarify Y before we get to X. So another thing here is your verses don't, necessarily need to connect with each other, but they do need to connect to the chorus. So I don't necessarily recommend this, but you could have a song with a chorus about, let's say, life is beautiful, right? So the main theme of the song that's captured by the chorus 
is life is beautiful. And then you could have two totally disconnected verses, like the first verse being about someone enjoying a motorcycle drive through the mountains with the wind on their face. And then the second verse being about someone deciding not to end it all because there's too much to live for. Now, those are two totally different people in two totally different mindsets in two probably totally different places. But the two verses are connected, not directly to each other, but they both are connected via the main theme. They both connect to this idea of life being beautiful, right? One is thinking about how life is beautiful because they're driving through the mountains, the winds on their face, what a beautiful day, right? That's the more obvious life is beautiful. The other person is going through a lot right now, right? So they luckily decided not to end it all uh, because they realize there's too much to live for and that despite all the pain, life is still beautiful and worth still living, right? So those are two very disconnected people, but those two verses could work in a song with the chorus talking about how life is beautiful. Because even though they're not directly connected, they're connected via the theme that is contained in the chorus that is life is beautiful. So that's that's the first tip. Write your chorus first, if you can. And I understand that for a lot of us, the ship has sailed on that. And frankly, it's not always going to work to write the chorus first. I do think that it's, it's very ideal to write the chorus lyrics first for any song, but sometimes it doesn't happen. I get it. Sometimes, you know, the ideal path, the happy path doesn't happen. A lot of times it doesn't happen. Uh, that's the nature of being creative is no systems are good. I'm extremely pro systems, as you can probably tell if you've been a listener or you've checked out the lyric checklist or really anything I do with it. I'm big on systematizing things. Um, but but you have to be willing to break outside of that sometimes. And and it's one of those, the, the inherent thing about art, right, is it has rules that are largely worth following, but it's about knowing enough about the rules to be able to break them in an educated way, uh, which, which makes what we do extremely exciting and sometimes frustrating. On to tip number two. Keep your chorus light on story, heavy on theme. So one of the biggest reasons we end up in this trap of, um, you know, feeling like we don't have much to say in the verses because maybe maybe the chorus feels like it, it doesn't do a good job following up both the first verse and the second verse is because we have a piece of the story in the chorus, which there's nothing inherently wrong with the piece of the story being in the chorus. But the more story focused your chorus is, the harder it's going to be to have it make sense being repeated at several points in your song. Right. So if, if your first verse tells a story about, I don't know, you meet a girl, right? And and then the chorus is following up on that story of meeting a girl. Whatever you say in that chorus because it's story-driven, might not make sense after your second verse where now you just got engaged to the girl or something. So that's a reason why we, if we can, keep the chorus light on story. That doesn't mean it needs to be no story at all. Just keep it more vague on the story front, not so like the day we got married, right? That's, that's very story-specific, zoomed in on a specific time, um, but keep it heavy on theme. The main idea, right? Life is beautiful. That's that's a theme. 
not a story. Um, so an another part of this is we don't need to hear the same part of the story three times or more. Because if, if your story, if your chorus repeats three or more times and it's story driven, um, that, then the person is hearing that same part of the story three or more times. And we probably don't need that unless that story element is highly symbolic or carries a lot of thematic weight. If you are using some story that's sort of like a microcosm of the main theme you're trying to communicate, that's fine, right? And all of this is fine. It's just, it, just know, you know, you can have a, a chorus that is story driven, but if you do, it's going to be harder to make it work following up your first verse and your second verse and your bridge and a third verse if you have it. It's gonna be harder to pull that off than if you keep it theme driven um, without having to, your other option would be that you can change the chorus lyrics every time. Five for Fighting does this a lot. I love Five for Fighting. Great artist. Um, check out songs like Superman for an example of this. Um, Superman in parentheses, it's not easy for the record. Um, but almost every Five for Fighting song, he changes the lyrics in the chorus. Each chorus has at least slightly different lyrics, if not completely different lyrics. That's another thing you can do because now your chorus doesn't need to have one set of lyrics that that is a natural follow-up to all of your different verses and bridges. Now you can have a chorus that, yeah, the music is the same. It still operates as the musical center of gravity of the song. It still operates as the musical highlight, I guess I should say, of the song. Uh, but the lyrics are going to change based on what point in the story we're at. Perfectly valid. Um, but that is going to make writing your song take longer, right? Because you just doubled the amount of lyrics you need to write almost immediately. Right? If, if Before you needed to write four pieces of lyrics, let's again assume just verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. So verse one, verse two, Bridge, chorus. So four pieces of lyrics, if you will. Four song sections worth of lyrics. But now if you have three repetitions of the chorus and you're changing the lyrics every time, that adds two more. So instead of four, now we're at six. So not double, 50% more. It's a lot more lyrics. Um, so just know that going in. Another good thing to do is... When you're thinking about writing your song, decide on ideas or stories for your verses. Uh, something I call this and that I talk about more at length in the, in the course is idea-driven lyrics versus story-driven lyrics. And the main difference between these two is that a, a story is going to have a clear sort of progression of time. So if you think about Cats in the Cradle, if you know that song, that is a the epitome of a story-driven song. I mean, the first verse is about his son being born. The second verse is his son being like, I don't know, nine years old and asking for his dad to play with him. The third verse is the son going off to college. And then the fourth verse is the dad who's now an old man calling his son who now has his own kids, right? Clear story-driven. Every single lyric moves the story forward in time. Idea-driven would more be like having different sub-ideas under the main idea that is your chorus. Let's talk about some examples because I know that uh, this might be confusing without examples. 
Um, for idea driven, you could have your chorus be, which by the way, almost always your chorus should be theme slash idea driven. Uh, sometimes it might be story driven, but most of the time you want it to be idea driven. So let's say the chorus and the main idea is I miss you more than anything, right? Very vague, but I miss you more than anything. That's the, the main idea of your song that is contained in the chorus. An idea-driven song, if it has three verses, might be verse one is about I miss your touch. Verse two, I miss your voice. And verse three, about how I miss your heart. Those are three different ideas. There's no progression of time there, right? It's not like I miss your touch on Monday, I miss your voice on Tuesday, and I miss your heart on Wednesday. There's no real progression of time here. We're just talking about three different sub-ideas that support the main idea. The main idea is I miss you more than anything. One idea that supports that is how I miss your touch. And the second idea is I miss your voice. And then the third idea is I miss your heart. Those are all ideas supporting the main idea. But a story-driven example would be, let's keep the chorus the same. So the chorus is idea-driven, and it's I miss you more than anything. A story-driven song might be something like, uh, we married, and then we started a family, and then you're gone now. Right? Um, so it, it still can center around, I miss you more than anything. But there was a story you were telling in the background, if I miss you more than anything. And the story was the story of getting married, starting a family, but now you're gone. And I miss you more than anything. Right? In this, in this case, you're sort of telling stories to explain why you miss that person more than anything, who they are to you, who this you is that we're talking about that you miss more than anything. You know, we got married, okay? So a wife or husband, we started a family, okay, somebody you had a family with and you're gone now, you know, maybe died or whatever the story might be. Or another example would be, I miss you more than anything. We'll keep it the same again. So that's the chorus. And then verse one about, a story about how you were a rock when I lost my job. And verse two is a story about how you loved me even when I screwed up. I know that's very vague. You can put something specific in there, right? You love me even when I uh, was a, a drunk. You love me even when I cheated on you. You love me even when, whatever, right? Uh, and then verse three, story on how you were still only thinking of others when you were out of time. So, you know, you're on your deathbed or something and you still were putting everybody before you. In that example, we are fleshing out why I miss you more than anything with every story, right? The first the first version that was story-driven, we married, we started a family, you're gone now. I, I was sort of explaining who you are to me that makes it so that I miss you more than anything. In this version... This was more like explaining why you are the sort of person that I would miss more than anything. Regardless, they're both story-driven, right? Because both the verses that supported this main idea of I miss you more than anything were stories that fleshed out why the main idea is true. Which is totally different than the idea-driven one, which is something like I miss your touch, I miss your voice, I miss your heart. So... When you're trying to write your verses, something to think about 
is whether you want your verses to be idea or story driven, because the answer should be the same for all verses. You shouldn't have like, oh, verse one is idea driven. So I miss your touch is verse one. And then verse two is the story about how you love me even when I screwed up. You can do that, but usually that, that doesn't seem to happen very often. And it doesn't, it's, it's not really a good idea. And it's going to be harder for you to keep things in line, right? It's way more simple to decide all my verses are going to be idea driven. They're going to be three let's assume three verses, they're going to be three ideas that support the main idea in the chorus, or they're story-driven, which you can sort of have two versions of that. Story-driven, where all three verses are all together telling one big story that connects to the chorus, or three individual stories that support the idea that is in the chorus. And then... A tip off of this is outlining is your friend. An easy way to stay on subject is to have one sentence per song section and lay out what each section needs to say. So let's do an example. Let's do an example of a song about how you feel about your girl. We'll call it I love you for simplicity. Um, which we're picking this because this is very similar to, to what the email question was. So hopefully this will specifically help you know and hopefully it will help everybody else as well. So you want to write a song about how you feel about your, your love interest, right? We will call it I Love You for simplicity. So you, you could opt to have verses that break down what you love about her Right, so those th those might be idea driven. They also could be story driven, or you could opt to tell stories that show what you love about her, which I think is a better option. Um, you know, because we could say, "Oh, I love you because you smell nice," and "I love you," be which I know is silly, but ignore that. <laughs> uh, and I love you because you're nice, and I love you because you're pretty, or something like that. That's fine, uh, but better usually is when we show, don't tell. And a great way to show, don't tell, is to show be, via telling stories that show what you love about her. Um, so a hint here for outlining is you can do what we can call so or but choruses. I'll explain what that means via an example. So let's say your first verse is... is um, about you were the first to help your enemy. We could have a so chorus. As a reminder, I love you is the centerpiece we're choosing here. So the chorus is just going to cover I love you. So verse one, you were the first to help your enemy. So I love you in the chorus. Verse two, you volunteer your time helping out in an orphanage. Chorus, so I love you. Or you could say, therefore I love you. Verse three, you always put me first, though I don't deserve it, so I love you, right? We're, we're, each of these verses are telling stories or giving reasons why it is true, supporting evidence for why it is you deserve my love, I guess. So just putting in front of your chorus idea the word so can be a great way to, when you're outlining what each verse should say to make sure it all works together. 
right? Because if I just read this, and this is, this is the outline for this example song, right? Uh, verse one, you were the first to help your enemy. Chorus, so I love you. I'm going to stop saying verse and chorus. You volunteer your time helping out in an orphanage. So I love you. You always put me first, though I don't deserve it. So I love you. All of those things are fleshing out why it is why the chorus is true. So that would be a so, a so chorus, if you will. And then let's do a but chorus. So in this example, we'll do a song about how you're still loved when you mess up. Um, and again, this is directly from the email. I'm not sure if this is about um, the other person messing up and you saying that you still love them unconditionally or not, but we'll take it to mean that. So we'll call this, my love for you is unconditional. So that's what the, what the chorus is. My love for you is unconditional. So the but chorus for this could be something like, or sorry, using but as the setup for the chorus could result in something like verse one, you ignored me in front of your friends, chorus, but my love for you is unconditional. Verse two, you forgot about me again, but my love for you is unconditional. Verse three, you seem to love him instead, but my love for you is unconditional. So beyond just outlining, if you want to make it easier on yourself to sort of set up this idea that each of your verses and possibly even your bridge should all be working as just this either idea-driven foundation for your chorus, uh, support for your chorus, if you will, or a story-driven one. And a great way to set that up is if you can have a single sentence that represents the main idea or the main story you're telling in each of your verses, and you can always follow it up with a so chorus theme or but chorus theme. I'm not saying all need to fit this, but if you're stuck, you have an idea of what your chorus is going to be about. Take I love you, right? You can say, okay, I want to have ideas or stories that support so I love you. So X, therefore I love you. Y, therefore I love you. Z, therefore I love you. Or you can have the but version, right? X, but I still love you anyway. Y, but I still love you anyway. Z, but I still love you anyway. Or but my love for you is unconditional. So again, write your chorus first. That's going to make this easier. If you can, keep your chorus light on story, heavy on theme. Very often, a great thing to do here is to try to figure out a good symbol that represents what you're trying to communicate in your song. Or a single line that just captures the core theme, the core idea of your song, hopefully in a poetic way. And from there, once you have that song title, probably that song title is going to be the final line or one of the final lines in your chorus or the first line in your chorus. And that usually is the main idea, hence why it's the title. So once you have that central idea slash title, you know what your chorus is going to be about. And from there, you can figure out, okay, for my verses, I'm going to pick one of two things. I'm going to either pick to have my verses be ideas that support the main idea in the chorus or stories that support the main idea that's in the chorus. Or again, there's kind of two different versions of the stories. 
One is each of your verses and your bridge are their own stories that are disconnected but support your chorus. Or it's telling one large story and therefore, you know, your first verse isn't a, to a whole story on its own. It's a part of the total story. And then a lot of times it's really a combination of both. But, to, but decide, idea-driven or story-driven? You probably shouldn't have a mix of both. That will probably result in you getting confused and creating some of these problems of, I don't know what to say, I keep getting off topic. And then outline. If you have your song title... And an idea about what the central theme of your song and therefore the central theme of your chorus is going to be L literally outline line by line, you know, given only one sentence, what is each section trying to communicate? So figure out verse one, one sentence to say what the verse is trying to communicate. Chorus, one sentence to say what the chorus is trying to communicate for every section of your song, or at least do this for the verses. And if you know you're going to have a bridge, probably do it for a bridge. Maybe don't worry about it for the pre-chorus unless you're pretty sure you're going to have a pre-chorus. Same with post-chorus. But at least do this for the verses. You figured out at this point whether it's going to be idea-driven or story-driven. And if you want to go one step further, you can figure out whether you think this is something where every chorus is going to be sort of like a so or therefore main theme or a but main theme or main idea. So I love you, or but my love for you is unconditional. From there, it should be way easier to figure out what each verse should be, because then you just need to figure out, okay, I'm saying, so I love you. I need to give three, assuming three verses, I need three pieces of um, evidence that you are deserving of love, because I'm saying, so I love you. I need to give a compelling reason why it is I love you. What are the things I love about you? You know, you're super nice, so I love you. Or if it's a but version, then instead it needs to be sort of this, these two things that are in conflict, right? You do X and yet I still love you. You do Y and yet I still love you or but. And again, not all courses need to be so or but. This is just an extra easy way where if you have a course and you just need to get verses that work, go ahead and try this. Um, but generally, definitely still outline and the idea versus story driven, almost all verses should probably follow those rules. Of course, not all. Never is it true that something is always 100% a rule. Rules are meant to be broken. Um, but deciding early on whether you're going idea driven or story driven is a great way to go. Hopefully this was helpful to you especially you, Noah, since you asked the question. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. Once again, if you haven't already, if you're confused about lyrics, you don't know where to go, grab my free six-step lyric writing checklist. It walks you through all the way from gathering ideas for lyrics all the way to a finished lyric that you can be proud of. It is my personal favorite of the three guides that I have. If if I were to tell you to only grab one, which I wouldn't tell you, obviously grab them all, but um, that, if you had to pick one, which again, you don't, but that should be the one, um, definitely is my favorite of the three. You know I care about lyrics. You know I care about getting systems down to be able to repeatedly get good results. And that that is the the core of getting a great lyric. 
for me, and I know it will help you out as well. So be sure to grab that, songwritingtheory.com slash lyric checklist. But regardless, thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you in the next one.